how failure can help us move forward. I'm Bill Stanjakevich. This is the first day from the fundraising school, and I'm joined today by Dr. Robert Kunzman. Rob is a professor of education at Indiana University, and he teaches a course called Failure and How We Learn From That. And this is so important for leaders and fundraisers to know that not only are we not going to hit 100%, uh, that we need to learn from those times when we don't. And Rob, thanks so much for being with us on the Fundraising Schools podcast. Oh, my pleasure. Thanks for the invitation. Now, no student ever wants to receive an F on an assignment. And here you are, a professor teaching our next generation of teachers, and yet you're saying, you know, an F doesn't always have to be a bad thing. <laughs> Help us understand your viewpoint here on failure. Yeah, well, you know, it's interesting. I, I actually teach this class in the Hutton Honors College. So not only do I have uh, future aspiring teachers, but I've got students from all over campus, all different majors. And what brings them there, you know, these are honor students. They've, they've succeeded regularly. Uh, they know how to play the game and to succeed at it. And yet there's a lot of anxiety that they experience. They may battle with perfectionism. Uh, they may be worried about what's down the road and, and it prevents them from oftentimes taking chances that they need to take and being willing to experience failure and move through that. So that draws them to the course. And we have a lot of really interesting conversations then about how to learn from the experiences and being willing to take those steps. In your own career as a researcher, as a member of the faculty, how did you come across this topic? How did this become a field of interest for you? It started a number of years ago as I, as I reflected on the way that we prepare teachers and the enormous, I think, understandable anxiety that our candidates have as they start to enter the classroom and the sense that they need to immediately be successful and this worry that everything's going to fall apart if they fail, which they inevitably do. And so as I started to think about what are the kinds of messages that we can send that give students permission to fail, even encouragement to fail, and some tools to analyze that to improve, I started thinking about, well, how do other fields, other disciplines understand and navigate failure maybe in different ways that we could also learn from? And that's where it became this sort of interdisciplinary exploration. Well, let me ask you then, Rob, how can failure help us move forward? Well, it really depends a lot on the context. One of the things that we understand from failure is that what is vital is in the wake of failure, having some tools, having some sort of uh, habits or orientations toward being able to analyze the feedback that you get in order to move forward. A lot of the research uh, in the fields of education and psychology make clear that failure in and of itself is not educative. It's not something that we automatically learn from in the same way that just having experience doesn't make you any smarter or better in the long run. You have to be able to learn from it. You have to be able to bring some analysis to it. And so developing those skills and those habits is really the vital piece. What would be an example then of one of those skills, one of those habits? Um, and again, I know you teach a full semester long course on this. So just kind of asking you for a for instance, that yeah. if I experienced a, a failure, a project I tried, it didn't work out, the type of a tool or you know, kind of feedback that I could pursue to learn from that experience. Sure, sure. Well, I'll give you one obvious one uh, that sometimes though we overlook and then one that, that I, I find really intriguing uh, that maybe we, we don't think of very often. Uh, the obvious one is 
getting feedback from others, making our failure public. Mm. And, and this is something that none of us like to do. Uh, and yet the opportunities in various fields to share our failure, whether it's in uh, you know, a, a business entrepreneurial setting or science uh, or uh, medicine is a great example where surgeons gather together in a highly confidential setting when things don't go well and they talk about why and they get feedback uh, without judgment, uh, without punishment. Um, so, so sharing the wealth, so to speak, uh, is, a, is a really key uh, step for a lot of failure contexts. The example of one that, that we sometimes don't think about, maybe folks in the, in the business world are more familiar with the concept, it's called a pre-mortem. And we know about a post-mortem where you, you look back in the wake of things and you think about why things went wrong. A pre-mortem asks you before you take the step, before you try something, to try and anticipate what are the things that could go wrong. And then if things do fail, you can look back and you see, well, did I have an understanding and appreciation for that dynamic? Or, and this is where the critical learning takes place, are there things I didn't expect? Are there things I didn't understand about the venture I didn't anticipate uh, that I can then add to my understanding for the next steps? And so, Rob, if I'm understanding you correctly, then it's as we lead, whether it's in the classroom, whether it's in our philanthropic organization, in the business sector, the public sector, wherever a leader might find themselves, that we need to go into our work knowing that failure is going to happen. Is, am I understanding you correctly? I think not only it is going to happen, but the attitude that while it's painful, uh, it's oftentimes essential. And that we actually learn more and we develop more and grow more in the wake of failure. Early success, one of the things we know is it can be very misleading um, because we oftentimes don't come to understand our blind spots and our weaknesses in the same way. So creating a culture where failure is seen as part of the process is to me the sign of a healthy organization, a healthy leadership culture. How liberating is it then for the leader to know that failure is going to happen. It would seem to me that leaders can still strive, still endeavor, still pursue excellence, but it seems to me that there's a little bit of an exhale that can happen here to, to know that I'm giving myself some permission and my organization some permission to fail, not at an epic level that is existential and puts us out of business, but that as part of the project generation process, this is going to happen. It would seem to be quite liberating for leaders. Absolutely. I think that freedom really uh, enables uh, a certain type of creativity and a certain type of risk taking that, as you say, I mean, one of the things that we talk about in the class from the literature is that um, little bets, uh, small efforts, uh, what, what sometimes is called in the literature minimum viable products, where we, we, we develop little, little steps along the way and then we see how it goes and we either pivot or we keep going that those types of chances are really part of the iterative process of both learning and ultimate achievement. And I can share with you from the standpoint of the fundraising school, um, you know, everybody is just waiting for that one big donor to walk in the door. And what we teach is you need a large scale annual fund with many donors giving at many levels, that small scale stepping forward that then can lead to, to major gifts down the road. And, and Rob, one thing I wanna ask you to amplify on, you, you talked about creativity. Could you please say more about this link that, that uh, I'm inferring here from you between knowing that there could be failure, knowing that that's part of the process, how that's liberating for me as a leader, all of that seems to me can fuel innovation. 
can help me be more creative. Can you expand on that, please? Well, I'll give you an example from a very different field. Uh, we have a speaker in my class who is an improv comic. And so his, his work is just awash in failure, right? I mean, and it's public failure. It's, it's in front of everybody in real time. And so what he finds is that the capacity to become comfortable with that dynamic is what gives him permission to innovate and to try try things, take chances. And ultimately, the more comfortable he gets with that, the more creative and the bigger success he can be when he takes those chances. And along those lines, whether I'm the stand-up comic or just trying to lead my project, lead my initiative, um, what about my sense of self, right? It, it, when I think about that stand-up comic, there's somebody who doesn't have to you know, really be um, become overly sad if he or, he or she hears a lot of groans from the audience or, you know, something just fell flat. Help me understand what it means for me and my self-image as a leader to be able to do this and do this publicly in the context of failing. That's a great question. One of the things we talk about a lot is, is the need to keep some distance between our sense of self, our core identity, and the goals that we have, the targets, the, the projects, so that when those things don't necessarily go the way that we want, it isn't an indictment of our whole self. Uh, and to be able to figure out the ways in which we can appropriately grieve, uh, as some scholars will talk about, you know, the, the, the outcome, the natural outcome of failing at something we care deeply about is grief. So how do we, how do we experience that, acknowledge that, but then are able to take another step where we can take that analytical turn and say, okay, what do I learn from this, even while I feel bad about it? We need to know that failure is always a possibility. We need to be able to learn from that failure. And as leaders, it's so easy to be seduced into this thought that I have to be a superhero, that I have to be perfect, that everybody's expecting me to be right all the time, Rob. And it just seems, you know, both of those extremes need to go away. Uh, if we're going to learn from our failures. What final advice do you have for us as you think about this very important topic of being able to accept and manage failure as part of the process of an overall successful organization? Well, one of the things that I think is partly implied when you talk about creating a culture that encourages failure is that we also have the opportunity and maybe even the obligation to respond thoughtfully and encouragingly to the failures of others around us, that there are ways in which we can ask good questions, that we can provide both encouragement, but also insight into next steps for somebody. This is the work of a teacher every day, is how do you be frank with students about where they need to get better, but also provide that emotional support and encouragement that enables them to take those steps. Rob, what, what a great final point on what this means for team dynamic, that if I as the leader admit that I have failed and I'm learning from that, how it frees up our team to know that they're going to fail and, and that's going to be okay because uh, we're, we're going to learn from that. And, you know, we're, we're having some failure because we're trying so much and we're endeavoring and we are innovating and not everything's going to work. And, and that can help strengthen the overall team dynamic as well. Dr. Rob Kunzman, Professor of Education at Indiana University, helping us understand the importance of failure within leadership. And this is a topic that we teach within our Certificate of Fundraising Leadership at the Fundraising School. You take these four courses uh, and it helps strengthen your leadership ability. That's alongside our Certificate in Fundraising Management. We're gonna learn the techniques and skills of important fundraising. And of course, we also have other courses that are 
specialty type courses on very specific topics, about two dozen public courses in all taught in person and online, both asynchronous, meaning recorded, synchronous, meaning live in the United States and around the world. We also have custom training that we can bring directly to your nonprofit, your region, your association, anywhere across the world. And we have our quarterly webinars and our free podcasts, all this information available online at philanthropy iupui.edu forward slash the fundraising school. And you can find Rob's work through the Indiana University School of Education. So grateful for Rob Kunzman joining us today. Our producers are Mike Anthony and Jennifer Bachman. I'm Bill Sanjakevich. And now you are now more fully informed on this first day from the fundraising school. Mm-hmm.